much. Jimmy, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is, in my opinion, the toughest question to come up with. So, uh, 1988. In three, two. Go for it, Sid. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Seki City Sports Zoom Style. Zoom Style. Here we go for this weekend of May 15th, year 2020. I'm Sid the Kid, along with... Uh, Along with um, my co-host, Miss Lakina McGee, you can follow me on Twitter at SidKid80 and Instagram also at SidKid80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. Lakina, where are you? You can follow me at Kina McGee on Twitter and at Kina underscore McGee on the Instagram. And our very special guest this week, she's Chicago's very own. You watched it on Fox Thirty Two Chicago. Uh oh. Oh, I think we lost we lost his Wi-Fi again. Uh yeah, sorry about the that the, the Wi-Fi has been going back and forth. But uh I'll I'll just introduce her. You know, she you know, she did a great job with Campus Insider. She also did sports here for Fox 32 for the last couple last three years. She is now doing some great work over at Sirius XM NFL. She is Shay Peppercornet. Shay, welcome and thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Um, some of the latest NFL news. Uh, what do you want to start? So do you want to start with the schedule? Do you want to start with that US, USA Today report that they did with the, the record predictions? Oh, okay. Uh, I guess his, his Wi-Fi is still acting up. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, going through the, like the latest. Well, okay, we'll start with the Bears since, since, you know, this is sort of what what we're here about. Uh, what do you think about the, the move the Bears made and do you think they're going to make any inroads this season, Shay? Are they going to make any what? I'm sorry, what did you say? So, like, any, any, impro- any inroads. I mean, because, yeah. Okay. Um, the moves that they've made, I, I honestly, I think the Bears have made some good moves. I know there's been, you know, some question marks about Nick Foles coming in, and obviously there's question marks surrounding the starting quarterback position now that Mitch Trubisky and Foles are going to be competing in, will we have a training camp? I don't know, in a short offseason. All those things are going to raise question marks. And even just this morning, just to kind of sprinkle this in, I've been talking to some health experts that have to do work with NFL players. And like a big question mark now heading into this season is going to be injury because these guys haven't been able to be in the gyms, can't do drills together, can't work out and get their body in the same shape that they have in years past. So how is that going to play a role in this upcoming NFL season? That aside, though, um, I do like the moves they made. I, I, I like the fact that they drafted a tight end in the first round. I know that there were a lot of other positions that maybe people thought that they should address <laughs> offensive line, which I understand. But last season, every week on the radio at ESPN 1000, all I got calls for was the tight end position and the lack thereof, how the offense doesn't have enough weapons, how annoyed everyone was with Trey Burton and his injury and how injured he was and where was he in that playoff game and all these other things surrounding that position. So when they go out and they draft a player for a position that they desperately need, despite having nine backups already on the roster at the time, I was like, Hey, this is smart. They need a first class tight end that they can have as their guy. So while I understand the criticism and maybe that wasn't the smartest way to go since they have, they had nine, 10 others on the roster already, they needed that number one and they went out and got him. Jimmy Graham is an older guy. Perhaps he's injury prone given the example I just said with the weird off season, 
So this is a young cat you can bring in and you can have him work with whoever the quarterback is because it's a fresh start. All of that being said, the offense is still going to be the question mark. Did they make their defense better by bringing in Robert Quinn and still keeping a lot of that core? Yes. But the offense is going to be the question mark. And you now are in a league with Aaron Rodgers, who's probably pissed off because they took a quarterback in the draft. I don't want to know what a pissed off Aaron Rodgers is going to be like this year. You have a Vikings team that's very good. And, and although you have their number the past few years, they ain't getting any worse either. And then a Lions team who did, I thought, excellent in the draft. And their quarterback, who had so many questions coming into this season and how if he was even going to play, considering he had broken bones in his back last year in the game against the Bears and then he never came back in, he says he's 100% and has never felt better. So this is going to be a trying year for the Bears. If they're good, they're going to be real good, and they have to be. If they struggle out of the gates, though, game over. Hey, Shay, I want to ask you about Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Uh, yeah. Year one, all the roses were thrown to him, and rightfully so, by winning the NFC North. Last year, uh, his weaknesses were exposed, and it led to an 8-8 eight and eight season. What do you expect out of him in year three? Do you think he'll have a better grasp of how the NFL game goes as far as the head coaching is concerned? Um, I do. I, I like Matt Nagy a lot. I like for what he stands for. I like the way he coaches his players. I like his positivity. I like how when he makes a mistake, he owns it, and he tries to figure it out. Do I think he's stuck in his offensive style? Yeah, but that's what he was hired for, running his offensive style, being creative, trying to be like a Sean McVay type. Now he hasn't gotten as far as Sean McVay has, like a Super Bowl, but that's what he was brought in for. So I think for him to adjust to Trubisky's strengths, which, let's be honest, was up-tempo, not always accurate, and being a perfect passer, which you need to be sometimes in the NFL, he wasn't about to just – throw all the cards and be like, we're not going to do the offense. We're going to, you know, cater to Trubisky. And then he might not even be able to succeed. So there was a lot of push and pull last year with that. I think he learned a lot as, as he's told everyone time and time again, I think you're seeing now the fact that they don't pick up Trubisky's fifth year option. They bring in a backup in Nick Foles that knows that entire offense changes all of his coordinators. I mean, he's doing everything knowing, Hey, my offense failed last year. I got to be better. It's got to be better. He brings in the right weapons. So I think this year, everyone's got to be on the same page. He knows that. And he said that. And I do think he'll figure it out. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't, then he doesn't have the right players in place for it. Do you think? No, 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 go ahead, no go, I was just going to say, like, do you think Nick Foles can be that guy, though, for the Bears this season? Yeah, I do. I actually, I think this was a great pickup. Uh, first of all, if he's not, who cares? Because you've seen him in a backup role come in and win a Super Bowl, okay? So if he has to play the number two and his name is randomly called mid midseason, again, they have a shortened off season. Maybe their workouts aren't as strong. Guys are going to be injury prone. He can do it. If he's the starter, he knows this offense. He knows the coordinators. He knows the head coach. He's going to be as up to speed as anybody. He's a really smart guy. He can do it. So I actually think this was a great pickup given the situation the Bears are in and given the needs that they have. Do I think he'll be the week one starter? No. I think that Pace and Nagy want to see what Trubisky's got and if he can pick up this offense and read defenses the way he needs to read them as a year four starter, essentially. But if you ask me who's going to be the, the starting quarterback week eight, probably Nick Foles. Let's stick with the Bears offense, Shay. 
uh, uh, we saw at different spots last year that the running game did look good when head coach Matt Nagy finally went to it and, and then rookie David Montgomery. Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, that David Montgomery will benefit from that in year two? Hopefully, if Matt Nagy incorporates the running game more into the offense. Um, yes, I do. I, I uh, another player I like a lot is David Montgomery. He's a hard worker. He's different from Jordan Howard in the fact where Jordan Howard needed repetition. He liked to get a lot of carries to kind of get going. He needed momentum. Montgomery doesn't need that. Like he can come into a game on a third down halfway through the first quarter and he can burst. He doesn't, he doesn't need that kind of momentum. So he's different in that way. But last year was his rookie season. I mean, he learned a lot as well. I, I think that Matt Nagy's never going to be a coach that's going to go to the run. Like, he's not. He's not going to just hand the ball off, hand the ball. He's not going to be that. Like, that's not who he is. That's not what his offense is about. And I think that's why they traded Jordan Howard, because he was disappointed that he wasn't getting the carries that he deserved. That's not his system. So while I think Montgomery can succeed in this offense, he's got to learn to catch the football. He's got to learn to kind of be a by-committee guy with Tariq Cohen. And when his number's called, he's got to be ready, because it's not going to be very often. Well, Shay, like you said, I mean, the NF this NFL offseason has been probably one of the, the craziest that we've ever seen, you know, with Tom Brady now in Tampa Bay, and you got Todd Gurley now going with Atlanta. Which offseason moves kind of, like, shocked you, and which ones were like, oh, this is a no-brainer? Um, the Tom Brady didn't shock me as much because I thought he was going to be leaving. Was I surprised that he went to Tampa Bay? Yeah, I thought he was going to L.A. But the one that shocked me was Gronkowski coming back. I mean, first of all, I understand why he's, like, it was out of nowhere. I didn't think he would come back maybe this soon. I don't know. That, to me, was the most surprising, especially because Tampa Bay, they don't need any more weapons, to be quite honestly. But I said to my husband, right when that hit, and he, I was like, now nah, I wouldn't be surprised if Julian Edelman goes. I said it half joking. He's like, no way. They're so loaded. There's no way that happens. They have one of the top receiving cores, blah, 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 which is all true. But the reason Gronkowski going to Tampa Bay is so good is I keep bringing this up is the shortened off season is the lack of chemistry that these guys can build. They're not together face to face. I know there's been reports that Tom Brady has been Skyping and FaceTiming and zooming with all of his players and trying to get things worked out. But there's a difference between being at a facility day in and day out, eat, sleep and breathing football and just zooming for two hours a day. So I think having Gronkowski in there, someone you trust, someone you're friends with, someone who knows your tendencies, um, is really, really going to benefit Tampa Bay. To me, that was the biggest surprise so far. Um, and then I also thought the Browns going out and getting Austin Hooper, a tight, a pit, the highest now paid tight end in the league, um, them adding to an already loaded offense was surprising to me, considering Kevin Stefanski's a first-year head coach. I didn't necessarily think they needed more weapons, you know, on that offense. That was – the Browns having the highest paid tight end was surprising to me as well. Uh, Shay Pepper Cornett of Series XM NFL Radio join us here on Second Sports Zoom style. Shay, let's go to the NFC West. It looks like on paper it's going to be one, if not the best competitive division in football. Between me and you, the I like the Arizona Cardinals to be my surprise team coming up here in 2020. I think Colin Murray, we saw him improve last year uh, in the second half of the season. He has DeAndre Hawkins now as his number one wide receiver. They drafted Simmons out of Clemson in the NFL draft. Uh, how do you like Arizona? Do you think they they could be one of the surprise teams in the league this year? Yeah, but their division is so tough. So while I like that they add a 
dynamic, surprising, head-scratching receiver. Like, I don't know how he even ended up on that team, and I do think Kyler Murray will be better. I do think there's, an, like you said, another year in, in Cliff Kingsbury's system. I'm not buying it yet. I got to see it. That, that division is too tough. I, I mean, come on. You could go down the list, and any of those teams could not only win that specific division, but the entire AFC as a whole. So I just, I don't know. I, and I like Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. I think that the players can relate to him. I think he's building what he envisioned there in Arizona. But I got to see some W's on the paper. Like, even when Arizona hired him, I was confused. I'm like, where has he won? I don't understand. So, yes, everything looks good. The Cardinals, to me, this year are the Browns last year. They have all this talent. They have all this hype, all this swag. <laughs> and they went out. What did the Browns do last year? Everyone was like, hmm, guess not. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Arizona's kind of in that same boat for me. So we can all talk about it, but they got to be about it this year. Hey, okay. What about the Buffalo Bills? I was just going to say about the, the AFC East, because mm -hmm. now that Tom yeah. Brady's gone, that whole division's wide open. So could Buffalo kind of yeah. take advantage of that? Yeah, you know, I was arguing my husband about this too because Miami's Miami's there too. And yeah. I know Miami has not been good, but Brian Flores figured it out late last year. And they've made some secret moves too to get better. So, yeah, the Bills are, are I think, the obvious choice, right? They have an established run game, a quarterback that's getting better, a strong defense. I mean, Bills – I mean, everything about them just seems like they're only – they have to win this year with no – Tom Brady and the Patriots were in their way. But – the Dolphins are a little sneaky. They could sneak up on some people this year. All right. And let, let's uh, continue going into the AFC. Baltimore revamping their defense through the draft this offseason. Lamar Jackson, some people have him as a top five quarterback. They picked up running back uh, uh, J.K. Um, Dobbins out of Ohio State. Do you see Baltimore finally getting over, over the hump and reaching the Super Bowl? <sighs> Yeah, I like Lamar Jackson a lot, but he ain't surprising anyone this year. Everyone knows what's about to happen with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I like the moves they made in the draft. I like that they added a running back. I, I, I like that they beefed up their defense because we saw what happened against the Tennessee Titans. They could not stop the run in any way, shape, or form. And now they've beefed up the defense and the defensive line to initially stop stop that run game so if you look at that them improving in the area they needed to plus that offense just getting better for another year and adding a weapon in jk dobbins yeah um but that's another team where i'm like there's all this talent and they're all right there for the taking but i gotta see it i gotta see them advance and be strong consistently throughout the entire they had a great regular season it's the postseason that bites them so they've got to be strong in the postseason. But I do, I do like the Ravens, and I love that they fixed the need to stop the run. Yeah, because that, that, that killed them last year in that playoff game with Derrick yeah. Henry. He just was able to just oh. right through. It was like he was just running through a playground. Yeah, exactly. It, it was just, <laughs> just, just, just he put on a clinic. So let's go south of the, the NFC South. Now, a lot of people said that maybe the, maybe the Bucks are the favorites, but then New Orleans say, ah, oh, not so fast. But then Atlanta improved last year. They had a little bit of that late surge. And also Carolina, yes, a lot of, there have been a lot of changes, but they're not too bad. So what do you think about the NFC South? Yeah, Carolina, there's too much new. Too much new in Carolina. Uh, I like Matt Rule. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I like what they're trying to build. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's a force, but to me, there's just a lot of new. I, it, clearly, guys, the theme here is I got to see you prove it. And who's right. proved it? Tom Brady. Okay? 
So I ultimately am going to go to Tampa Bay because I don't think – I think Tom Brady wins. I think he's going to get the guys around him to be better. They were already good, and they had a player last year under center who were tur- was turning the ball over basically every other time he threw the football. The Saints only got better, adding another receiver, adding another running back, getting be- – they have a capable backup now to Drew Brees. They have it all lined out. I'm, I can't wait to see Brady and Breeze go up against each other twice in a season. I, they've both been in the league now two decades, and I believe they've only faced each other five times, ever. In two decades, those two players have only gone head-to-head four or five times. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to those matchups. But uh, I, I would take the Bucks. I just – I believe in Brady. I think he wants to prove something. He wants to go out and show he can do it with another team. I love the Gronk ad. I like the Bucks. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, Dak Prescott, their starting quarterback, is still waiting for a contract extension. They're bringing head coach Mike McCarthy, former coach of the Green Bay Packers. Talk about his impact for the, for the Cowboys team. Do you expect them to be a Super Bowl contender? No. A Super Bowl contender? No. But okay. I'll tell you what, they better be better than 8-8 eight eight with all the moves that they're making. I mean, you pay them – you've paid – your offensive line, you've paid your running back, you've paid your receiver, you have yet to pay your quarterback, but there's so much to do about this, about paying Dak Prescott. He's still going to make his, like he still is under, he's locked in for a year. Like he's still going to make a lot of money. This notion that everyone has to hurry up. Why? He's locked in now for the next year. They can wait it out until July and pay him when they need to pay him for a long-term deal if they so wish, or wait till this year's up and pays him and pay him. I know everyone says, well, then there, you know, there's Mahomes money out there. Great. You know what Mahomes has done? Won a Super Bowl. You know what Dak Prescott hasn't? Won a Super Bowl. So if Mahomes make more, makes more money than Prescott and they get their deals at the same time, I don't think anyone would blink an eye if Mahomes get significantly more money. So this whole notion that Dak Prescott needs to be paid today, I, I'm, I'm not for it. Like, do what you want now, Dallas. You hold the cards. Like, you figured it out. So you hold the cards and you pay him when you want. Because to me, I like Dak, and I think he'll get better. But he hasn't proven enough where he deserves this giant contract right now to me. Um, Dallas, I do think, will be better than 8-8. Eight and eight. I, I can't verify that this is true. But from what I had read is essentially Jerry Jones and the Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy because they felt like, the Cowboys could never beat the Packers when he was the head coach. And he did more with less and than the Cowboys did when they played against each other. So I think that's why Jerry Jones wanted Mike McCarthy to come in and do more with his football team, beat the teams that they aren't able to beat. Um, I think Mike McCarthy is much more regimented, organized, uh, you know, will have everyone on the same page is a little more old school. And I think that's good in a place like Jerry world. That's bright lights and big city kind of feel. So I mean, I think the Dallas Cowboys will be better. They better be. I think they'll be in the playoffs. I don't know about a Super Bowl run. Well, speaking of the Super Bowl champ, Shay, let's talk about the chiefs a little bit. I mean, they basically, mm, they basically able to keep pretty much everybody. They're going to give, I'm sure they're going to give Pat Mahomes his money. So are they the favorites for this coming year's Super Bowl again? Yeah, they're the new Patriots. They're the new dynasty. I, I, there's no weakness. And Mahomes is a magician. And I, I can't say anything on here that anyone has never heard before. I like Andy Reid. I think he's an excellent coach. Their fan base is amazing. I mean, to me, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. And 
they're going to be in that Super Bowl conversation, in that playoff conversation for a long time. And uh, I'm happy for them because they're exciting to watch. And anytime they're on TV, I'll be tuning in. Like, I asked a question on my Instagram. Who, what game, are, after all the schedules come out, what game are you most excited for, blah, blah, blah. And everyone, Tom Brady and the Saints and Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, which I'm excited for too. The Baltimore Ravens came up, obviously the Bears, because I'm from Chicago, but like no one was mentioning, mentioning the Chiefs. Like, did we forget that they just won a Super Bowl and they're the most exciting <laughs> offense? Like, nobody's talking about them, I feel like, this offseason. We're all over here talking about Tampa Bay, the Saints, uh, even the Bills, because the Patriots are getting talked about. I feel like everyone is talking about every the Baltimore Ravens, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. No one's even talking about the Chiefs. So, yes, I think they're going to be just as good, if not better. Of course, the Super Bowl, uh, the, the trend of the last few years uh, that the, the loser of the Super Bowl the previous year did follow up the following year with the, uh, not making the playoffs. We saw that with the L.A. Rams last year. I assume that that trend will continue for the 49ers, or do you see things differently? I'm sorry, ask me one more time. You broke up. Sorry, say it one more time. Something okay. about 49ers. Um, um, the Super Bowl losers from the previous year are followed up with the no playoff appearance the following year. Do you expect okay. that trend to continue for San Francisco or do you see it differently? No, uh, I don't. I think uh, the Chiefs were just more talented than the 49ers. I don't think they necessarily – I mean, that was a close game. That was a great Super Bowl, like from start to finish. I don't think they necessarily had any big weaknesses. I just think the Chiefs were better <laughs> in every way. So for the 49ers are going to – but as we talked about, they're in a great division. Uh, but I think they'll be right back in the hunt. I think they're a great football team. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I love that offensive line. I like how they can run it and they can throw it. They're very uh, dynamic and balanced. And they have a, a great defensive line. A great, I mean, they're, they're, they're a full team. They're a complete team. They'll be back in it again. All right, uh, you know, stretching out your Chicago ties for a second, uh, Shay. Have you been watching The Last Dance? And it's such a bummer that these are going to be the last couple of episodes coming up on Sunday. Is there anything that you've already know that we knew already, or is there anything else that you may see we may see from these last two episodes? Um, first of all, I'm like going to go into depression after The Last Dance ends. I don't know what. Like now we have no, <laughs> we have no Last Dance. Like I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Uh, it has been the biggest joy of this quarantine to watch The Last Dance, yeah. just being from Chicago and growing up during the 90s and just all the feels, everything. But I I was young when all that happened. Like, I remember the wins more than the losses. So to see kind of these stories unfolding, like, I never knew all this about Scottie Pippen. I didn't know all that. Obviously, I don't think anyone really knew the in intricacies of the stories that, like, with Dennis Rodman and Jordan and the dynamic with Phil, like... So to me, a lot of this is kind of new because I just didn't, you know, I wasn't reading the newspaper every day then. I was little. So it's been so great to kind of, you know, relive it, at, but from an adult standpoint and learn the ins and outs of what was really going on behind closed doors and just to watch the greatest ever. Like that team was the greatest. I actually get angry though. Like I get angry watching it like a Jerry Krause. I know, you know, RIP, but like I'm angry. Like, I want 10 championships now. Like, I want it to keep going, and I want 10 <laughs> championships. Like, what the heck? And then I say that, though, to some of my Chicago friends, and they're like, why? Like, it was great as it is. Like, what if they went back and they lost, you know? I'm like, yeah, that's true. So everything happens for a reason, but it's been it's been wonderful. And I can't wait for these. I thought the last two episodes were the best. Like, I, I think it's gotten better every week. 
I don't know what to expect from these last two, but I know when that last uh, 30 seconds is on, I'm going to be in tears because I don't want it to end. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Shay, growing up um, watching the, the Bulls, uh, like um, me and Lakina talked about it over the last few weeks as the episodes aired, that we grew up uh, during that time as well as you had watching the games. Of course, um, my, my late mother had season tickets, so I got a chance to watch the Bulls live. I was going to ask you, you know, growing up and watching – um, the, the the Bulls. Did you ever, did you ever get a chance to go to any games while you were young? Uh, yeah. Not just the Bulls or any other teams in town. Um, I don't. This is terrible. I don't even remember who they played. But we went often. I have a cousin that's around my age. He's a boy, a man. <laughs> I shouldn't say boy. And uh, <laughs> him and I. <laughs> like he's a grown up now. My aunt and uncle took my um my cousin and I all the time. And I remember. My first Bulls game, they had, I think they had just gotten Rodman. Like Rodman was new and he had green hair. And I remember sitting on the sidelines and just watching, like not sidelines, but in my seat, but we were pretty close to the court and just watching his hair and him, them interact and just like, I vividly remember being at the game. I couldn't tell you who they played, but it was just, yeah, I used to go all the time with my cousin and God, that place was just electric. Yeah, because so, I, I saw the poll that you ran on your Twitter and Instagram about which was your favorite uh, hair color for Dennis Rodman. I personally <laughs> voted for the green as well, so I, I like that color because it, it, it stood out. You always saw him in red because it was the Bulls. You saw him in blonde because that's what he started with when he was with San Antonio. You also brought that here, but I just <laughs> wanted to tell you that that was a great poll, and I also voted for green. Yeah, uh, green is the most iconic, I think. I think, like, if you ask the average fan, like, what color was Dennis Rodman's hair, they'd probably say green. Maybe not. Maybe blonde. Mm -hmm. But right. I just remember my first Bulls game I went to, and maybe it wasn't soon after they got him, but I felt like it was soon. His hair was green. And I I mean, I can remember when he came and they did the starting lineups. Like, I remember. <laughs> well, yeah, the, I mean, I love the green, too. I mean, that, that I think that best fit him for whatever reason. I always felt that that was his best hair color. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. It just worked. I don't just know why. Worked. It just it just worked. But uh, I mean, if, to think about like what MJ went through with his dad passing away and all the conspiracy theories, we'll probably never know what really. Maybe there was some something more sinister. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? But I'm looking forward to it to the last two because you know Scotty Pippen is going to be looking better. That's what, what Jason Behar said, and also. Jerry Krause is going to look good here, which I don't know how, because I've been watching for the last five, last three or four weeks, and I haven't, my opinion hasn't changed. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I mean, he's not here to really defend himself, so it's hard, but I think, you know, obviously there were factors that got in the way of probably making the decisions that he should have made, but also you could blame Jerry Reinsdorf a little bit too. Right. I don't know, you know, I don't know how much, power is probably the wrong word, but I'm going to use it anyways. Power Jerry had over the whole situation at the time. So I can't speak to that, but as a fan, it's frustrating to watch, like keep them together. But I just, the, the move I don't get is the Phil move. Why announce that Phil's not going to be there before the season? Like that whole thing just rubs me in the wrong way. They didn't get along. I get it. But like that just, ugh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And, and obviously, <laughs> I wish they paid Scotty because clearly I think he made some decisions that were stemming from not being paid and, and feeling kind of salty about that situation. But it's just the Phil announcement just like it was so yucky to me. 
as we talked about Lakina, uh, hopefully that Jerry Krause will get his doing these last two episodes because he was painted out to be the villain from the beginning. And I think <laughs> Scotty Pippen will finally get his just due as well. Now, it's been the stories have been accurate about Scotty throughout this whole documentary. Yes, but as I tell people, I don't know, we'll see it on Sunday, that he doesn't get enough credit for what he no. did in game six against Utah. Yep. Yes, we saw Michael Jordan hit the last shot. He scored 45 points. But Scotty Pippen, after entering his back, he was still a great deep boy. He has some late defensive stops. He had some key baskets down the stretch in that game, too. So hopefully that light will be shined on him as well as we watch these final two episodes. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't have the Jordan you got without Scotty. And I think any true Chicago exactly. fan that. And I'm sure, and I'm sure he'll admit that too. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure at the end, MJ will admit Yeah, he that. has. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit of the college first for a, a real quick here, but cause Shay, Shay, you went to Indiana, your wonderful husband, Jordan Cornette went to Notre Dame with all this stuff going on. I mean, look at, Riley has came out this morning saying that the June 1st, you know, return, if you will, is unrealistic. You got California, well, the Los Angeles County, you know, Cal in California, and some of their schools are going to be saying, listen, we're not going to be doing any, you know, in-person classes, so therefore, you know, they're not going to, there's probably not going to be any sports. So what do you think is going to go on in, in, in the college ranks? I don't know. I hope they have college football. I hope they have any sort of sports in the coming month because it's, a lot of our livelihoods, a lot of people's, and my husband's as well. So I hope they have college football. Um, it's going to be really hard to have college football if you don't have kids on campus. But I'll say this, and I, I said this to my husband the other day. This all, and this all started essentially 60, 65 days ago. That's two months. Think about how much we've learned in the last, since then. So much. How much has changed since then? And essentially... College football probably has one more month to make a decision because you, you got to get things in order. You got to get TV deals and schedules and, and kids back together. And so they've probably got 30 more days to make a decision. That's my opinion. I don't know that for certain, but that would be my guess. I hope in these next 30 days, we learn enough where they can figure out a way with testing and being, you know, safe distance and washing your hands and being, doing all the things that we're now going to be doing a lot more as a society that they can figure out a way to have football because that generates a lot of money for these schools, a lot of money for a lot of people. And even if there's no fans, like at least maybe you can make up a little bit of that if they find a way. Yeah, speaking of finding a way and get things back in order, um, me and Lakina talked about it before you brought your on, Shay, that uh, Major League Baseball, it seems like we have our fingers crossed that they, they may return here within the next month or so. Uh, Blake Snell, the pitcher of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, made some comments that rub people the wrong way. Do you see baseball returning? And what did you think about Snell's comments? I didn't like Snell's comments. You can think that. You can, you can certainly think that. That's fine. Because, look, I think we've all at one point or another thought about our, our own well-being. Trust me, I don't fault him for that. Mm -hmm. I don't think he should have said it publicly. I thought it was a bad look. I thought, I think there are way too many people that are dying and a lot of people that are putting their lives at risk in hospitals and everything else to come out and, and say it that harshly. I didn't think that was right. You can say it behind closed doors. You can think it. I don't, that's your right. But to come out and, and be the voice of it in that tone, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Uh, Major League Baseball is slating hopefully to come back around July 4th, which is like the most American thing ever. Mm -hmm. And again, 
I hope, I hope and pray that that works out. Probably with not any fans. I, I think we've all gotten over that. Like there's just, we're not going to attend sporting games in the year 2020. It is what it is. It sucks, but it is what it is. I'd rather that though than have no sports. So I hope major league baseball finds a way. If that means playing in Florida or Arizona or I, I don't know, not traveling teams as far, whatever. I just hope they find a way. Have cardboard cutouts like they're doing over in Germany with their soccer clubs. Just yeah. Saying. Might be the new norm. Yep. Uh, a couple more minutes here with Shea Pepper Cornets here on Second City Sports Zoom style. Um, let's go to the NBA right quick, Shay. Um, the Bulls have made some moves with Arturis Karnishevis, the new president of basketball operations. Mark Eversley is now the new GM. What do you think this will these moves will get the Bulls turn around? Yeah, I said this before the last dance premiered. This is the Bulls year. I'm not talking about if they bring back the 2020 season. That's a wrap. But the start of next season, it's now the Bulls' time. There's a spotlight on Chicago, I think, from the last dance. They are making moves. They're making changes. I think there's a fire under, like, Zach Levine and these Kobe White and these cats that you've brought in because there's been all this movement and negativity, and now you're turning into a positive note. 2021-22, is it's time now. You got to figure it out. Like, you no more with the decreasing sales and tickets. No more with the runaround and the excuses for why you're losing. I don't know if they're bringing back Jim Boylan. Personally, I think that they probably make a coaching change next season. Again, if they bring back 2020, it's not going to happen but next season. Um, but, yeah, I like what they've done. I like it a lot. I think they're smart moves. I think they're the right moves, the necessary, probably three years too late moves. It's time, though. 21-22 season, the Bulls, the Bulls need to be better. And they need to be not a laughing stock with a timeout at the wrong times and giving away games essentially <laughs> and not being organized and calling plays that make you scratch your head and people not attending games and getting embarrassed by teams you should be competitive. Like it's over. Like no more. And I think they're making the right moves to figure that out. All right, Shane, let's um, wrap it up with a, a couple of uh, fun questions for you here. Uh, if you can go back in time and I gave you one ticket to any sporting event, historic sporting event, what would it be? I have five, five choices for you. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, give me choices. Okay. One is um, game six between the Bulls and the Jazz from 1998, Michael Jordan's last shot. Yeah, last number shot, two, yeah. Uh, number two, Cubs-Indians game seven from 2016. I know you're a Cubs fan, so I'll give you that respect. Number three, uh, the Bears-Patriots Super Bowl from 1985. Number four, Jackie Robinson opening day, 1947. Or Venus and Serena Williams, the tennis final. So um, you had, uh, one, one ticket, yeah. which one of those events would you attend? Go back in time. Okay. While I want to pick the Bulls, I'm going to pick the Bears. Because I haven't lived to see a football championship in Chicago. I've seen the Blackhawks. I've seen the Bulls. I've seen the Cubs celebrate i've watched it with my own eyes i wasn't alive when they won that super bowl in 85 i was born in 86 or i guess it was 86 but i was born after the fact mm -hmm. so i would love to see that i'd like to go back in time if you can teleport me or i'd like to see it with my own eyes before that but that is one championship i haven't gotten a chance to witness in my life so that's where i would go I'm surprised you didn't have her choose between the three uh national championships that indiana won during bob knight's tenure I'm surprised you didn't get to get asked for a pick. They, I think uh, Indiana will get. I think Indiana will get back. Like there's more 
I don't mean to sound like this, but for me, there's like more hope in Indiana basketball than there isn't winning a Super Bowl. I think it'd be, it's an right. easier path right. for Indiana than it is for the Bears, you know, the Bears. Right. They, they, did, they did pretty well this season too. So it was too bad that, you know, they could have made a nice little run in March. Yeah. And they, I mean, they've, part, they've been in the tournament and they've, you know, they've been in sweet 16s. Like I've felt the joy from Indiana basketball. Like I haven't felt the joy all the way with the right. Bears yet. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> even though they went to the Super Bowl when I was in college, like it's not, no, no, I, I it doesn't count. Why yeah. win, you know? We don't talk about that Super Bowl either, so yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about that one. <laughs> that, we really don't ever. We don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, talk about Shay. Uh, we all know in this industry, uh, only select a handful of broadcasters get a chance to work in their hometown one time and then another during, the, uh, during their career. Talk about uh, working with Fox 32 and with ESPN 1000 uh, during your short stay here. What was those experiences like? It was uh, awesome. I, I grew up watching all the teams that I covered. I grew up watching a lot of people I worked alongside. Um, it was a blessing. My career path was really untraditional. When I graduated from college, I went home and I got a lot of jobs with digital networks and just kind of found my way as I, as I went and landed at Fox in Chicago. And I was so lucky to do that. I mean, I covered, like I said, teams that I had grown up just loving and I know that's rare. And I know I had to leave after three years being at Fox, but I was really lucky to work in my hometown for a decade. Like that's not what a lot of people get to do. They get to do, and they actually now get to cover NFL teams for a series XM NFL. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of works here for you, for you, Shay. Yeah, I would like to be covering teams that are actually playing. So fingers right. crossed that that happens. Yeah, let's hope but, so. Um, yeah. yeah, this this room I'm in right now, uh, the upstairs of our house is literally a radio studio at this point. We have radio equipment all over the floor. I do radio up here. My husband does radio up here. So we're grateful for the technology, but we're hoping for some live sports here soon. All right, Shay, before we, we let you go, um, top five sports movies of all time. Oh, oh I hate this. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I always forget them. Like, okay. So uh, the Sandlot is like always my number one because it's like my childhood. I I watch. I watch ESPN if I want that. I'm gonna like put on something that's mindless you know or yeah like I'm not gonna be like please I have to watch my favorite sports like that's not really my thing I'm forgetting I'm forgetting a league of their own I love a league of their own too that's that's another good one yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) nice joke nice going so you get stumped her (laughs) yeah I know I was like oh I hate these because I always I always forget like the ones I like because now I'll like this is what will happen because I swear everyone our phones our tvs listen to us I'll like turn on the tv and it'll be some sports movie I love and I'll be like god Darn it, why didn't I say this? This is what will happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love it, though. (laughs) Yeah. We love it. Sid? Anything else, Lakina? Oh, no, I'm good. 
All right. Thanks, yeah. you guys. It was so yeah, good talking so much, to you both. Yeah, this was so much fun. Uh, you, you can listen to Shay on Sirius XM NFL, hopefully with some live, you know, games and, you know, camps and, and whatnot soon because I think we're all kind of yearning for some for something, some type of live sports at this point. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right, thank, bye, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks, Shay, for joining us. We'll talk again soon, okay? Uh, keep up the great work and good luck to you. Thanks, Shay. Thank this you. has been a lot of fun. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, Shay. All right, all right. So, oh, we actually, you know, actually went, went through without not too many hitches, so which is good. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, was, it was great for Shay Pepler of Chicago's very own to join us on the program today. A lot of uh, insight of, uh, and, and opinions about the NFL. Uh, uh, that's what we do here, here on Sex City Sports. Uh, we bring on the people that you want to hear from. They, they uh, give us and our listeners a whole lot of insight and opinions that you may not hear from anywhere else. So, Shay Pebble is really in the know. She's been in the trenches and so she does a great job and she'll continue to do a great job with Sirius XM Radio. We thank her so much for joining us today. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I mean, she she's one of the best out there. You're going to be hearing a lot more from her. So, you know, get, get to know her, guys, because you're, you're going to be hearing and seeing her a lot more. Hopefully, you know, actually, you know, covering games and covering the teams once we start all of this. But, uh, I mean, I think like she said, I mean, looking forward to those last two episodes of The Last Dance. I mean, for me, listen, the, you know, Jordan and, you know, his father being, you know, murdered. I mean, the circumstances, you know, I think the media kind of sensationalized it in the end. Because I, I just, you know, there was like so many conspiracy theories about it. So I, I, we'll probably, like I said, we'll probably never know like what, what were the circumstances really were. We'll probably never know that. But I'm looking forward to those, these last two. I mean, hopefully Scotty looks better because he doesn't look good right now. I think to most people, we'll see if Jerry Krause mm-hmm. can, you know, look pretty good here. But I don't know. We'll see. What do you think, Sid? Uh, I hope you, you're correct on those two predictions. Um, going back to last week's episode, uh, I know we didn't, we didn't have really had time to get into it with Shay, but uh, Michael Jordan really I- explained why he was what he was in terms of his personality uh, on the practice floor and on the court. And he said, uh, that's how I chose to play, and that's how I was raised. And uh, if you don't want to play that way, then don't play that way. He did get very teary-eyed at the end. I didn't have a problem with it personally. He was being raw, he was being vulnerable, he was being real. So, and that's what we ask from people. If you can't handle handle that, that's on you. But I found it very interesting um, comments from ex-teammates like Will Purdue, Jeff Bushler, even to lesser extent, Scott Perrell. Yeah, he was a tough you-know-what, but we respected him at the same time because he brought it every day and he wanted to waste our level of play. Now, everybody could handle uh, his criticism and the way he delivered the messages, but they all went to war for him and for each other and really brought the team closer together. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same way. And if you think about it, and he, he admitted this, Kobe is a lot, while a lot what he did after Jordan. So if they do decide to do something about those, those Laker teams in the 20, 2000s and the 2010s, we'll probably be hearing, unfortunately, you know, Kobe's no longer with us, unfortunately, but of course, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll probably we'll probably hear the same thing if you ask Shaq or Phil. I mean, you know, and and you know, Ron Artest. They'll they'll probably and and Powell Gasol. Yeah. They'll probably say the same thing about Kobe. 
Yeah, you know, Kobe, as, uh, as uh, people have been saying over these last couple of weeks, and, you know, we saw him on the, epi- on the episodes, uh, not last week, but the, the week before. Uh, he, he learned everything from Michael on how to be a leader for, uh, for his team, how to uh, deliver messages to his teammates. Uh, as we know, Lakino heard and read, he wasn't the greatest to his teammates at times either. So where did he get it from Michael Jordan? As, as Michael Jordan uh, prophetically said in his, at Kobe's funeral, uh, I was I was the big brother. He was the little brother. So you kind of saw that relationship um, transform right there. So uh, it will be interesting to, to see if the, uh, uh, when this Colby documentary come out be, comes out because as we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, there was a film crew uh, following Colby Bryant during his final season in 2016. Yeah. And so and, and like you said, I, I like to hear some of those behind the scenes stories during 2009 and 2010 things when they won the title, especially. I believe it was the 2010, it was the 2010 team when Ron Artest, now Meta World Peace, joined the team. I like to hear some of those stories behind the scenes uh, during that time as well. Because remember the year before, Artest was on Houston, and Houston took the Lakers to seven games. And he played Kobe tough. And Kobe said, well, I'd like to have that guy on my team. The next year, that happened, and they won, they won back-to-back titles. And well, also, like, like I said, those Kobe and Shaq, I mean – that's like half the miniseries right there. So exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get to see that footage at some point. But uh, yeah, it, it's it should be very interesting though. I'm sure we'll be hearing even more stories. <laughs> even yeah, it'll be even Dawson. Uh, yeah. One last thing about the last dance coming up this Sunday. The last two episodes. I cannot wait till the first episode because you know they left us with a cliffhanger last week on yeah. the eighth episode when the Indiana Pacers were getting ready to take on the Chicago Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals, you started to see Reggie appearing on camera. And I said, I cannot wait to, first of all, are they going to ask him a question, uh, uh, ask him a question, did he really push off Michael Jordan in game four at Indiana, that old Market Square Arena? If (laughs) the film doesn't lie, he shoved Michael out of the way to get that ball to hit the game-winning three-point shot. Are they going to ask him about that? I just want to see if he's really honest or he's going to give some some fluff answers. Because, you know, Reggie's one of those great actors of all time. He's a talented player, no doubt. He's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. But he was one of the greatest bluffers of all time, if I can keep it clean for the air. Well, flop, I guess you could say. Flop, I think that's what they're looking for. There you go, yeah. <laughs> the original flop. Uh, I wonder if they're going to talk to Brian Russell, because some people say that Ooh, Jordan, pushed, Jordan pushed him and, you know, so for that last last second shot, so I'm mm-hmm. wondering, did they talk to him about that? And because if if now in today's NBA, he would have been that foul would have been called Jordan rules or not. So yeah. that yeah, well you know Jordan kind of extended that hand. I don't it's, know if it quite touched Russell. He just kind of reached it out there as Russell was stumbling. Uh, you can make an argument, but he just kind of reached his hand out and said, get out the way. <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> like, excuse <Right>. me. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, right. I don't know if he touched it, but he kind of like pointed him to go in the other direction. Yeah, I was like. He, like you said, he's going to hit the last second shot. <laughs> <laughs> do a little exercise. He was, he's doing some more, like, some more, like, you know, push out. Exactly. This is crazy. All right. So <laughs> you can follow me at Keena McGee on Twitter at Keena underscore, underscore McGee on the Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SidKid80. That's SidKid80. Once again, I'll spell it out for you guys. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. 
That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can read all our articles at weareregalradio.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L radio.com. And you can also listen to the show on the weareregalradio.com on Anchor. And also on Spotify and everywhere where you can you know, find your favorite podcast platforms, we're there. Thank you to Kyle and the rest of the guys for giving us another platform to kind of grow our brand and our yes. audience because this is what we do here. And we're going to be doing this for a bit. Maybe maybe this might be the new norm for us, so who knows. So we're going to try to give mm-hmm. you some of, the, some of like the top like people in sports broadcasting or up-and-comers to kind of tell us what they think about the latest in sporting events. Hopefully we'll have some soon. <laughs> Yes, hopefully we have something to preview in the next coming weeks and a month ahead. So uh, it should be fun. Fortunately, we still have things to talk about instead of just busting out all-time lists, which we'll probably do at some point. But we actually have uh, news that we'd like to uh, give you guys and give you our thoughts on. So uh, it, it should be interesting in the next coming weeks. Absolutely. And Jason, you know, Jason is still a part of the team. You know, he's busy doing other stuff, taking care of himself and his Jason. family. We miss it, Jason. We love you. So, yeah. you know, he's still part of the team. So we're, we're not, you know, it's just that some other stuff, real life events, as they say, have come along and kind of yeah. put everything on hold with him for a little bit. But he, he'll, he'll, but hopefully he'll be back soon. All right. So for said, I'm Lakina. This has been Second City Sports Zoom style. And we'll see you next week. Hopefully, you know, talk about the last two episodes of Last Dance and so much more. See you next week. Yeah, for the people of Illinois, still stay at home. Holla! And wash your hands. Yes.